Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers! Welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with my good buddy, Toasty. I forgot to unmute myself again. And it's that's how this week is going, because we're recording on a Wednesday night instead of Monday night. Uh, but we're here. We're here. Toasty. Toasty. I hear you've been staying up late playing D&D a lot. Yeah, of course. Why not? Of course. Of course. That's that's <laughs> how you not? roll. That's how yeah. you roll. Yeah. I'll be waiting for like good video games. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good video games. I hear CD Projekt Red had like a, a session today to talk about cyberpunk, but not actually the stuff anybody wants to know, like when the DLC is coming or anything. Uh, but yeah. I didn't check in on that. I didn't know if we were going to get an update on The Witcher 3, like re-release with the update for the new generation of consoles. And I don't know. I, I didn't see anything on that yet, but we'll have to check that stuff out, I guess, later, because right now we're talking about dwarves. Yeah, we're talking about dwarves. Dwarves. We're talking about the dwarves. little guys, the little ones. The, mm-hmm. the, these are the ones that you put on your lawn and they've got a the little pointy hat. Those are those are gnomes. Tom. Oh, those, those are, are gnomes. gnomes. Oh. oh, I don't think you want to put a dwarf on your lawn. A lawn dwarf? Yeah, I don't think your lawn would look very good after. I think you'd mess it up. That's probably or, true. Or feisty bunch. That's probably true. I kind of bunch. feel like maybe having a lawn dwarf might be a fun thing because then it would be a point to discuss. You know, when you invite people over, they're like, "Oh, you've got lawn gnomes," and you're like, "No, those are lawn dwarves." Can't you see the axes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the hammers that are made of like cast iron. Right. Hands. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, finger. like in the show. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I love the dwarves in the show. Okay, so so where do absolutely. we start? Where do we start with the dwarves? What do we how are we kicking this off? We talked about where they live last time. Them and some other minority races i guess we could call them right but we really mm-hmm. didn't get into like the nitty-gritty details about who they are what makes them unique where do we start uh i got a little bit of it's not a best theory entry it's a, a selection from uh a, a book you can find in the witcher 2 uh Dwarves are one of the elder races, stocky and bearded with strongly built bodies and low voices. They are distinguished for their height, which is lower than human. What a delightful way of saying that. Lower. It's lower than human. Lower than human. Not lesser, not shorter. Not shorter. Lower. Lower. It was written by a human. Can't you tell? Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, Of simple and direct manners, they are sometimes seen as grumpy, unkind, and greedy. I have to stress that my own opinion of these dwarves is by no means similar to the latter part. I only cite it here to present the views of other people. Sure guy. (laughs) Sure guy. Even if they are dull-minded, hate-blinded buffoons. Oh! Oh, so you don't believe the grumpy, unkind, and greedy part, but you do believe the dull-minded and hate-blinded buffoon part. Yeah, 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 sure Mm. guy. Sure. Uh, Mahakam is the dwarves' mountainous homeland, famed for its numerous mines where precious stones and ores are mined. Many dwarves also live in human cities, for that race usually adapts to new neighbors easily, something that cannot be unfortunately said about a large part of humanity 
Despite vexations, persecution, and even bloody pogroms, the coexistence with dwarves goes a lot better than with elves. Their flair for trade and craft makes them excellent merchants, bankers, smiths, and armorers. This is this is interesting. This is a really interesting take. Also, it mentions Mahakam, which is the place we talked about last week. So if you mm-hmm. didn't listen to last week's episode, go back and check that out. All right. So they get along better with the humans than the elves do. Obviously, this is, I mean, like you said, this sounds like a very human perspective on dwarves. Oh, you know, they get a little bit of a realization. Talking about how dwarves can adapt easier. Yeah. To, which, which I think, yeah, that's true. We see that. They kind of like melt into society. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, so, uh, of course, dwarves come under the classification of humanoid. Um, subspecies Polvic. Polvic. Um, which is funny because I... I, I <laughs> I looked this up and it just talked about different types of dwarves. <laughs> like, like, the wow, only use of this word is from the Witcher universe. Um, I didn't look it up on Google. Google. I'm going to hear, I'm going to, I'm going to take a look right now because I don't know anything. this. I don't know this word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's, Oh, it has a mythological word from Slavic myth- mythology. Uh, Makes sense. Field spirits that appeared as deformed creatures with different colored eyes and grass instead of hair weird interesting it's still not the same as dwarves though that's oh that's definitely so weird not definitely yeah. not uh languages common speech and dwarvish uh locations mahakam uh human realms in the northern kingdoms and Nilfgaardian empire so, so fairly we spread out see them all over yeah yeah uh as for physical characteristics average lifespan around 200 so uh, longer than an average human by like more than double yeah uh, but not quite as long as like elves. So we're kind of right. like in the middle ground there. Um, average height by one DBH. So this is interesting. Uh-huh. So I like this. Uh, so DBH is a measurement called diameter at breast height uh, is a standard method of expressing the diameter of the trunk or bowl of a standing tree. DBH is one of the most common dendrometric measurements. Uh, electronic calipers can measure DBH and send measured data online via Bluetooth to a field computer. Tree trunks are measured at the height of an adult's breast, which is defined differently in different countries and situations. Sure. But in many countries, DBH is measured at approximately 1.3 meters or 4.3 feet above ground. Weird. So it's a very fancy way of saying the dwarves are about 1.3 meters or 4.3 feet Four, tall. Yeah, 4.3 feet. <laughs> this is this is a very scientific method, it seems. Not at yeah, all. Yeah, I was just that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like, Robin Chet says, how tall are your booba? <laughs> right. Oh, they're, they're about booba. Approximately booba one tall. DBH, Rob. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, skin color, uh, white, uh, but I think it varies. Um, a little bit and i'm sure it'll it'll vary even more kind of as we uh like see different uh iterations of the game and kind of you know show that more divorce divorce i did it diverse again diverse (laughs) culture but words is hard i did this last week i did this last week i said divorce last week that's a word that's now a word for you 
yeah apparently uh my brain my brain's just going too fast whatever uh hair color varies eye color varies distinctions uh stocky and bearded uh robust um and uh see them most commonly with in, in banking and handicraft so if they're not chopping wood or mining ore then they're probably mm-hmm. moving around coin probably we'll see majority we see is like i mean uh it's not the i can't remember it's is it's not the vivaldi bank is it is it vivaldi in, the, in Novigrad? the novigrad bank yeah. yeah yeah i can't remember i know he's, I remember there's the, the banker the in in novigrad who's the dwarf and yeah. then of course many dwarven merchants and then we see like you know the master or well the master dwarven uh like armor mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so uh even though he was the one who's a bad guy. He, he, not a nice guy. Not a nice guy. Um, <laughs> He's kind of a grump. Yeah. 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 And then there are some quest lines that have to do with the bank and Novigrad. So you go talk to that guy a few times, mm-hmm. kind of back and mm-hmm. forth. I remember that. Yeah. Or if you need to exchange a currency, which or is super helpful. Yeah. Uh, That's what banks do. So, yeah. So dwarves are short and stocky, generally around the height of a human male's chest. Your booba. So, the, uh, a male your booba. booba uh-huh. The male booba. Uh, they are more sturdy than humans, which makes them tougher and stronger, a key factor that makes them ruthless in combat. They usually grow long beards, which the women are also fully capable of growing. So, okay. So this is one of those points that is very, very highly debated in Lord of the Rings circles is did Tolkien in- intend for female dwarves to be bearded or not because we don't actually get like a character in any of the main stories that's a female dwarf with her description of having a beard but we do have rumors like Gimli's line about how people will mistake them for men that kind of thing right um Mm -hmm. and usually we've discussed this before these kinds of fantasy worlds that come post Tolkien tend to be influenced by those writings in, in that world so in this writing it's clearly stated that Female dwarves have beards. Yeah, but they're capable of growing them. Here's the thing. I'm assuming that they can shave them if they want to. I kind of wish that our human females had beards because, not because I want beards on my women, but because it would be really impressive to see all the different things they do with their beard hair. Because we, as men, we tend to be pretty boring when it comes to what we do with our hair, right? But women get really creative with it like yeah like, but some 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 men do some men a do lot of stuff or whatever but it's i mean yes it doesn't mean that some men don't but on on average the average woman is more creative with her hairstyle than the average man <laughs> right so imagine a bunch of women walking around with beards doing all sorts of cool stuff like they'd come up with stuff that men have never thought about before yeah fair point it'd be amazing fair point. it'd be amazing it would be amazing uh Female dwarves have a reputation from humans to be extremely unattractive (laughs) and are generally only desired by male dwarves, despite the males believing otherwise and being very protective of their (laughs) wives and daughters. Of course, of course, because they find them attractive. So they're like, well, everybody was after, you know, I got to protect you. Everyone wants to get with you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's just, it's just, just humans. They just th- th- those those humans, the Witcher universe. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna discriminate against oh, any yeah. race that's not human. So uh, you know, absolutely. it's nothing new. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so uh, I got a little I got a little passage from uh, the Baptism of Fire. 
the the witcher book mm-hmm. uh so as uh written uh, by andre sapkowski um dwarves milva said under her breath but they aren't scoyatel they don't have plated beards there were six of them dressed in short hooded capes shimmering with the countless shades of gray and brown the kind that were usually worn by dwarves in foul weather capes like that as Geralt knew had the quality of being totally waterproof which was achieved by the impregnation of wood tar over many years not to mention dust from the highway and the remains of greasy food (laughs) practical garments passed from fathers to oldest sons as a result they were used exclusively by mature dwarves and a dwarf attains maturity when his beard reaches his waist which usually occurs at the age of 55. Right. Well, if you're going to live 200 years, then that's like only a quarter of your lifespan. So it makes sense. It makes sense. It's about kind of where people see uh, humans reach maturity. Right. Like if if an average human, yeah, was to reach maturity at, you know, like uh, let's say 18, you multiply that by four, that's roughly the lifespan of a human. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> I like the idea that these are impregnated by the, the the fabric is like infused with tar, and that's what helps make it waterproof, but also greasy food, greasy food. <laughs> and dust from the highway, but also greasy food. Yeah. Uh, like they don't ever wash them. Like it just has generations of like food that fell out of other dwarves' mouths on it, like what? in it. That's great. You can't, you can't wash them, Tom. Right. They're waterproof. You can't. I mean, you could, you could, you could wash anything. I mean, you could wash the outside of it, but like. Why would you do that? Like you're out in the rain. Right. It, it right. washes it off for you. It's right. fine. The, the rain works. That's all you need. Yeah, the, rain, you need the rain, rain does the job for it. That's, that's fine. Yeah. I love that this also points to the mentality of the dwarves. This idea that like, this is how they work. This is like, like this very traditional sense. Right. But also that like. Like, this is okay. This is just how things are. You know? I mean, like this, I think, I think even just like with this short of a passage of being like able to represent the fact that, uh, you know, tell us like a little bit about how, you know, dwarf, dwarf aging works. Um, tell us just how like rugged they're usually perceived as, or, or just are in general and how I guess ingenious they are. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Because I imagine that's this true. is their design of like right. the capes. Because you know, I, I mean, we see they're we see Geralt, He's got a cloak. That thing's that thing is soaked. Uh, <laughs> right. So like, right. yeah. So it kind of you know it's a decent passage, and it's it kind of a. I know that probably we see a. I almost said divulgence again or whatever. Oh, oh, do I have to hit it? <laughs> oh no! Uh, oh, here comes. There we go. Words is hard. Uh, it's just it's a divergence. Di- divergence. From, divergence. Divulgence. Divergence. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know words, dude. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> difference between uh, Andre Kelsey's work and you know CD Projekt Red inter iterations as as we move on so yeah yeah there's the book universe there's the game universe and then there's the cinematic universe um and i think that's just something that we're just gonna have to be okay with like the more i think about this uh, and just a side note here in the middle of the show before we move to the middle of the show and the, and the other 
parts about the dwarves. But there's a lot of people who are like up in arms about the Rings of Power show or representations of this or that in in TV and in movies. And the more I think about it, it's like there's never a one to one correlation between anything. And that's fine. That's just that's fine. That's just the way it is. So, all right. So, um, why don't we take a break for the mid break? We're going to thank our patrons. We've got a new review to read out, and then we're going to be back to talk about what Toasty. Other stuff. Other stuff. <laughs> more more dwarf stuff. We're going to talk more about dwarfs. More about dwarfs. Sounds like a deal. All right, here we go. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. So first of all, welcome to our new chatters. We've got some new people popping up in chat tonight. Uh, thank you for joining us. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of the Witcher Lorecast. Um, thank you for joining me on the Twitch channel. This is something I've been talking up on other shows as well. If you'd like to come hang out with me during the days or in the evenings, twitch.tv slash robots radio. I'm uh, streaming more regularly now, and this is becoming more of a regular thing. So I'd love for you guys to come and hang out. I've got a goal to hit 100 concurrent viewers by the end of the year and you guys can help me do that i think it's possible i think we can get there so um come hang out with me twitch.tv slash robots radio all right so we're gonna thank our patrons big shout out to all of our patrons we don't have any new ones this week but we have 13 of them currently including our higher vampires ben of tamaria and bane the hospital guy thank you so much for your continued to support continued to support oh god I got to do it for me now. It's inevitable. It's it's inevitable. Um, but thank you for your continued support. Also, we've got a rating and a review actually to read out. So this one comes from Overlord925 in the US who uh, gave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much for that. Awesome. Five stars. Absolutely love the podcast. I've been a huge fan of the Witcher series for a long time and I'm very happy to see it getting the love it deserves. These guys are a delightful bunch and wonderful to listen to. Toasty, um, when was the last time someone called you delightful? Never. Well, first time for everything, I guess, right? I think, I mean, this, like, it's like a general lump, you know? So, like, it's like, both of us together. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like a half and half thing. So I'm not uh-huh. even like fully delightful. I'm like only half delightful. You're only in, you're only delightful in proxy to being near me. Quite Do possibly. I, yes. I bring out your delightfulness. Sure. Cool. Thanks again to Overlord for the review. If you'd like to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show if you leave a five-star rating with it. And you can also rate us on Spotify, which is extremely helpful. Both of these things are very helpful for words are hard for making us more visible out on the internet and stuff. All right, I'm going to stop stammering over reviews. Uh, Let's move on with the rest of the show. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. Yeah, it is a big goal, Rob. It's a big goal. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Like, if you look at the the size of the audiences across all the shows that I do, that's like a very small number compared to how many people regularly listen to stuff. I think we could totally make it happen. 
and it would be awesome to meet everybody and hang out. So I think it would be a lot of fun. All right. So let's talk about the culture of the dwarves. You, you were over here. You were over here honed in on that comment. I was over here honed in on you guys are a bunch like bananas. Yeah, that's a, a Rob's other comment. Rob, I think we highlight your comments more than anybody else. So you, you, we should probably give him a reward. Rob's here like an all award, time. Right. We should give him like a little medallion that he can wear. Like most commented chatter. I'll make him comment more. I could say some stuff to make him comment more, but right. I'm going to refrain. Um, yeah, do that later. <laughs> okay, yeah. so. Uh, that's for the culture. Um, uh, for religion, dwarves once before humans arrived on the continent worshipped a deity similar to Melitola, uh, in that they worshipped a goddess of harvest and fertility. But it's not Melitola. It's a different it's not Melitola. It's a different one. Hmm. Or sorry. My bad. I should say it like they say it in the show. Melitelli. Melitelli. I, I hate that so much. <laughs> do you think that um, was informed by anything? Or do you think they just kind of were like, well, this is the way we're going to pronounce it. I think it was just the way they're because like, I don't I pronounce it Melitela because of the audiobooks, Right. Because right. like, I mean, whoever's reading the audiobooks, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know, but they are most obviously from europe so i'm gonna assume that they have a a more accurate pronunciation it looks like Americans that's how you anything. would like it, m-e-l-i-t-e-l-e it, the, the melitola it, it looks like how you would pronounce it like i think i would default to that as well melitelli it looks like there should be a dash in the middle i i, I would hate that it's just i just don't like that yeah i just don't like it but whatever uh as for uh, technology, dwarves generally wield axes in battle, though they are known to wield cutlasses, crossbows, bows, and martels, or warhammers. Okay, so pretty uh, general stock of weapons. Yeah. yeah. Their mountain fortifications are unparalleled engineering marvels. Thanks to a system of furnaces, boilers, and reinforced gutters, every patches... Pa- <laughs> This button's getting a workout. Just, I was just waiting for it. I was like, dang it. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Every passageway into the fortress can change into a deadly trap in the blink of an eye. While mining and moving minerals in their mini mines, foundries, forges, and ironworks, large carts are used by the dwarves as transport. So pretty <clears throat> typical when it comes Very, to fantasy dwarves. Yeah. But, you know, industrial for, you know, them. Mm-hmm. Uh, As for society, throughout the expansion of humans from the first landing, dwarves have integrated into northern society, often peacefully living in large cities such as Novigrad or even small villages. As the racial prejudice grew on the continent in the years following 1263, many chose to join or aid the newly created Scoia'tael, mixing with other non-humans to eventually wipe out the human race. For the violence shown from the Scoia'tael, the human hatred for the dwarves grew stronger, and they often faced persecution for simply existing in the form of violent pogroms from the north around 1267 onwards. Oof. Oof. I mean, you know, that's typical. It's typical of the humans being terrible to other races. yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, the more you learn about the Witcher universe, in fact, the more you just play the games, the more that like the common human is just 
terrible. <laughs> like they're just so bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. I mean, I guess everybody's bad in some way. I feel like a lot of the dwarves you meet are like grumpy and stubborn, but tend to be good hearted. I just feel like they're like, like pretty chill, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's like, that too. Generally, they're just like there. They're just like doing their thing, you know? Right. right. But like, you know, everyone goes to, grows to, to hate them for some reason or another. I know there's like that. The mission that comes to mind is like, um, the, in the very first like village in white orchard, um where the dwarf like gets his entire like forge trashed by uh like some random drunk or whatever and he gets turned over to the uh to the guards and the the dwarf is kind of worried at first because he's like well i'm now gonna get hated by literally everyone here (laughs) that's not no guardian yeah (laughs) so it's like well i mean he didn't even do anything this dude got drunk and trashed his like means of life and he turned him in and he's going to get the hate for it because he turned him in. I'm like, that's not deep. I would, I mean, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Like, so, um, uh, dwarves arrived on the continent between three to 4,000 years before the arrival of humans. The meeting between the dwarves and gnomes was peaceful as the dwarves had no intention of invade of invading and expand. Yeah. So as we see a lot of times, it's the humans who are the ones who brought warfare division with them. Right now, I would imagine that we do know about some of the elves doing that as well. But the ones who seem to be in the con- on the continent didn't seem as warlike as the ones who are like coming in from other realms in general. Yeah, they uh because we i mean we saw the the example because we saw i mean these first races you know came in and like kind of you know settled and didn't make like problems with each other because they were just kind of like you know we like plenty of room here we go here you go here whatever no big elves came in and there was some conflicts but they like it didn't there wasn't much from it um, not in the same know, way it that was the easily, humans. Yeah, it was easily resolved right. uh, conflict. Right. And then, of course, yeah, the humans show up. And, uh, you know, like typical, I mean, not even, it was just start pulling this into like actual like real world, like with, uh, with, uh, I want to say the Spanish. Is that proper? Yeah, the Spanish, whenever they, they come over and, or just any, any of the, like the, the age of colonials, uh, basically colonialization. Yeah. 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 Uh, came in and just were like, Oh, there's people here, mm-hmm. but we want it. We want this, this space, right? This we're is our space now. It. And we're going to, we're going to indoctrinate you with our beliefs and, and take it from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's okay. So another analogy would be like, uh, how humans treat food and how dogs treat food. If you raise a dog, with an open bowl where you just keep the bowl full of food, the dog eats until it's full and then it stops eating. The dog will not become overweight. If you, if you raise it that way, in most cases, it's it's true. It's true. Um, But for humans, we have a natural tendency to overeat. Like if given open opportunity for food all the time, we will overeat. So it's kind of like the dwarves, the, uh, and even the elves for the most part, um, 
and in, in at least at least they have the capability of this right the gnomes these other races tend to have natural limits it's like it's like they're they're not they don't feel this need to conquer and take over and take things from the other races they just are happy to have their place and be in their place and do their thing it's the humans on the continent who want to expand and conquer and overwhelm the others and maybe that's a human thing. I mean, it seems like, like to your point about the age of colonization, it seems kind of like a human trait. It's just, that's just what we do, <laughs> which is unfortunate um, because the dwarves seem, the dwarves, dwarves, d- the dwarves seem freaking cool. Like, in fact, the, we talked about this a little bit last week, the dwarven characters that we get to know, like the ones that are friends with Geralt, for the mm-hmm. most part, they're loyal. They're, they tend to be, you know, good spirited, good natured. They're just good. Yeah. I mean, they, most of the time, like it just seem like they're just like there. I mean, like part of the, the thing that like was most notable about them is like how easily they can adapt. And they kind of just like, they're like to just have like, you know, a good time for the most part or like, they just want to uh, party. They're just party. Yeah. Dwarves. yeah. I mean, how, how we, like, we see examples of that obviously in the show with uh I don't know how I just forgot his name, even though it was literally in my brain. Uh the dwarf that shows up in the show, the main one? Yeah. It's not yeah. Zoltan, it's, it's uh, not Zoltan. It's the other one. Um Oh jeez. Crap, how it's out of my brain him? too. It starts with a V. <laughs> like I don't know how I just forgot that. That's so bad. Vol- Yar- no, no, it doesn't. Yarpen Zigger. Yarpen Zigger. Yarpen. It doesn't start with yeah, the V. Yarpen Zigger. I was Yarpen. like, I don't know how I lost his name for a second. I'm so ashamed. Um, but yeah, like uh, we see them, it, uh, and he kind of just like there's not really a whole lot of like questions asked. Like we think about. I mean, he's uh, a kind of a grumpy guy, but like in the end, like he's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they, they just ride with Geralt to like, like all uh, right. Sintra and they're just like, yeah, they go into battle with them. No problem. Mm-hmm. Um, they're and quick wonder- of tongue to like, like poke back and like make these like jabs. Yeah. Yeah. They're smart ass, which is great. Right, I love right. that. I love that about them. Right. Right. Um, but they're not like mean. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of uh, smart asses. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And I wonder, that's actually something else because they don't like, it's not something as touched upon, but like just note that I saw from the show is like how clean their teamwork is with each other. Coordinated. Like, yeah. Yeah. A certain yeah. level of coordination. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, a, this is another thing that uh, goes all the way back to Tolkien's works with dwarves. This idea mm-hmm. that like they are extremely, trained they are they follow things very very clearly that's part of why they're so good at crafting things is that they're coordinated and they're regimented and they're able to do work together very well there's they they have an ability at that and i also think that that's probably something that comes with living a longer life is that you get more practice Mm. you get better at coordinating things with other people because you're doing it for longer periods of time so uh yeah and uh i did pull up because we have the the outline on the delves um that they did they did have uh 
they did have conflicts with some of the other races. So they weren't completely right. Um, not, not to the level of the humans, obviously, because uh, and it says specifically mostly through peaceful means, but there were clashes, right? They, course, they're kind of know, like that half point and, you know, right. That half point between the other races and the humans, it seems. Yeah. So yeah. even so, so much to like steal of Ronnie city. So they definitely were like, Hey, the, <laughs> they took over location, but like humans came in and took over everything else. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, that's about it that we have on the dwarves as such dwarves just being dwarves um you you would be really cool is if we had like a dwarf witcher we don't have any record of that right there's none that so in the i i i'm not entirely sure because it's hard to tell like based on like the animation or whatever Mm -hmm. but like in nightmare of the wolf that i think that one guy's a dwarf Oh, um, the one missing an arm. Yeah, he's kind of stocky. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, he's uh, I'm fairly certain he's a dwarf. But of course, I know it's like hard to it's a bit hard to tell because like the way the characters are like designed, they're all a bit taller than like necessary. <laughs> like, yeah, they're very like tall, lanky boys. Right, um, right. It's, it's got a, a very particular style to the artwork. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so uh, but like as far as the games or like books or anything No, we don't so mm-hmm. and we don't even see much of that one guy in the anime but it would be cool to see more would be cool would be like cool. doors are pretty cool you know, the new game if you can do a create a witcher if you can do a dwarf witcher that would be cool yeah because i think the i mean if you think about it like part of part of the issue with like making witchers is like you know the effect that the mutagens have on them and like this whole thing is like telling us like how resilient dwarves are. Like mm-hmm. maybe they adhere to the mutagens better just because they can resist it better. Yeah. yeah. Like, and think about it, how coordinated they are. They would like imagine decades. I mean, they already have a long life, so they would have an even longer life. They would be very coordinated. I think they'd be amazing witchers. And like to have like a new, like kind of like technological enhancement onto like, Cause I mean, with the way that like they make things mm-hmm. and whatnot, like if they could craft like mechanisms and traps, pistols, and oh, things, oh, like blunderbusses, like a witcher with guns. I fairly, I, I'm fairly certain that there is like a record of that somewhere. I think I can't remember. I think I've seen something about like witchers using guns, but that would be freaking cool. That may or may not be, uh, complete bogus or like fan cannon so don't ben says the that. crane school this crane school okay i wanted to say the crane school but i wasn't entirely sure i was like huh. i was like i'm trying to think it was like was it actually pistols or was it crossbows i don't make it be con- getting them confused yeah which we don't know a lot school. about the crane school they're very like mentioned and that's it mm-hmm. and that's like they use I guess they use pistols. Yeah. In so order to skilled leave. in both swords and early <clears throat> guns, the cranes proved to be the best remedy to monsters of the air and sea. And we talked about them. Yeah. We did bring this up very briefly on one of those episodes. Um, mm. Yeah. So dude, dude, witchers with guns. That would be, you know, okay. So here's what I want. Here's what I want. I want an MMO style game where you can play mm-hmm. or at least a massive multiplayer style game. Maybe not like an MMO necessarily like, I'm not looking for work world of Warcraft, but something where you can craft a very well 
like customized character, right? And then play with other people in the world. I think that would be really cool. Because then you can have like dwarf witchers or, you know, like even weird well, combinations like, uh, of stuff like a witchers that focus more on certain things than other things. We kind of like, uh, I mean, I haven't played it, so don't quote me on it, but like, I don't know, like kind of Elden Ring style. So, yeah. So Elden Does Ring have like a separation between like the story and then like mm-hmm. you could play online with people, right? Well, you can summon people into your world. There's a mod where you can just bring people in and play through the game. It's it's a little janky, but okay. it works. Um, but yeah, that would be like play through the story and then summon other people in to help you out, which could be cool. Like that would be fun. But I'm thinking something where you can just totally customize your character, level up in whatever direction you want to level up. If you want to be a witcher that uses guns, go be a witcher that uses guns. If you want to be a witcher that and you get some of this in like the Witcher three, where you can focus more of your upgrade path on using signs than say swordplay. Right. But something that really fleshes that out. Like what if you wanted to be like a mage witcher? Go for it. You know, like why not expand that out in the universe? It's not like there are set boundaries and that couldn't work in the stories because it totally could. And maybe that comes in a time after the period of, you know, Geralt and Siri. Maybe, maybe the, like we talked about on previous episodes with the new conjunction, there's more monsters returning to the world. And so now you need witchers doing different things in order to handle these new monsters. I'm trying to think of like, and now it's situation because I know we like we fought water monsters like drowners and whatnot like whatever minor. Let's talk about the crane school fighting like actual sea monsters and like if the information that is out there that could mean possibilities for that game in a new area there's like mm-hmm. a massive ocean in between or sea in between the continent and that land that you know it's we might be going to right, like right. fighting like team like like sea serpents thing yeah i mean you got the like stuff in skelliga in witcher 3 where you're out on the boat and you're, you're like you fight yeah. some of the creatures that pop up on the boat and stuff um but yeah can you can you imagine going out on like a like an actual ship and like fighting long sea monsters like it's like a valheim or whatever <laughs> Sure, or played Valheim. or like Sea of Thieves. Like imagine, uh, sure. imagine a Sea of Thieves sized ship, oh, man. and then a freaking Kraken shows up, and you got to take the Kraken down. Like that would be pretty cool. I just sail away from the Krakens every time. I see <laughs> yeah, but like, what you if, still move? What if you're supposed to hunt slow. them down though? Like that's the idea, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be a pain. And as you play a full crew of four people trying to fight a Kraken, and they still mess it up. So like. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it would be designed around a, a different style of gameplay yeah. and whatever. But um, like maybe you swim, maybe you take a potion that allows for water breathing. You swim down in the water and you'd like, you know, ram a spear up the Kraken's snout or something and kill it. You know, who knows? I honestly thought you were going to say butt. Up his butt. You can, that would work, too. I mean, the butt is the weak point of every every creature. Yeah, yeah it is. Mm-hmm. You die if you get a if you get stabbed in the butt or you should. Every game should be designed in a way where if you get stabbed in the butt, you die. I mean, it only makes sense. Yeah, it does make it. It does make sense. I mean, even if you don't die, I feel like you really wish you had. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like nobody wants to be stabbed in the butt. I don't want to go on with this anymore. I want to go. I mean, you still have to. You still have to have bowel (laughs) movements. And with a stabbed butt, you don't want to have any bowel movements. It just makes life miserable. Like. 
That's true. That's, That's true. my theory. That's my theory. All right. One last point. Rob the Princess saying, imagine if there was a school that focused on unarmed or wrestling combat. That would be risky AF, but very badass. What do you think about that? Like, I'm going to wrestle this lesson. Like... It seems very risky. It seems like it seems you like you have a sword for a reason because you don't actually have to touch it with your own fleshy bits. I was like, like trying to think like how the because like like most monsters you need the silver like yeah yeah that makes me think. I mean, you could have gauntlets or something that have like well, that, silver spikes that, on them, right? That makes me think of a uh, freaking Geralt's like brass or silver knuckles yeah. that he has fighting the Striga. Right, <laughs> like, right. Like, what if you like for that school you would want to be fully covered in some form of armor to really keep your skin safe but then like yeah silver knuckles ooh silver knuckles or like not relying armor on weapons. that's like yeah, silver very... spiked armor i guess for mm -hmm. like the grappling or whatever right have you seen that, that old mean? picture of like the bear hunting suit from russia that goes that goes around online every so often it's like a it's like a full body covered black suit with all of these spikes sticking out of it so like if you're gonna go fight a bear it's gonna stab itself if it even tries to hit you i was like what would that be like try to think of, of a school that would or an animal that fits that the porcupine like, that a porcupine yeah the school, the school of the porcupine. porcupine yeah okay yeah that's fair eventual spikes sticking out i don't know you know you're also ridiculous is if uh anybody at CD Projekt Red listens to our show yeah. and takes these ideas and works them into a game and we can be like, oh my god, we came up with that. That would be amazing. Yeah, no, I was, yeah. I'm just trying to think because also like how hard some of the you know, like the, we all we have the missions in the games where like you go around and you have to like get you do the fist fights or whatever. Yeah. I think like how difficult it is for Geralt to fist fight a human. Mm -hmm. Imagine mm -hmm. him trying to fist fight a fiend. <laughs> like, right, what are you right. gonna do, dude? Like, it's like a jujitsu like, school here. or something yeah had enough <laughs> you punch just keep punching the feet in the face <laughs> or a ghost oh man just, just wrestling How with you a even ghost do that? cast urted <laughs> yeah it slows down you gotta you gotta, you gotta slow everything just down imagine how many monsters would just pause and be like did you, did you just punch me did you just punch me <laughs> I'm gonna leave now. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah, school of the badger, school of the wolverine. There you go. All right. Well, that's that's our episode about dwarves and other stuff. Um, Toasty, Toasty, you got anything going on you want to share before we head out? Um. Yeah. Uh, follow Switch Lorecast on Twitter. Um, go check out Cyberpunk. I think episode three for season two is coming out soon. Um, I can't remember what their day is. Um, we got some Patreon exclusive content over there. If you Ooh. wanted to check that out over, over there is cyberpunk. Not yeah. They're your uh, cyberpunk <laughs> show. Yeah. Um, and coming out there, some very silly stuff where we, as our cyberpunk characters pretend or, or try to play D and D um, don't know what the hell we're doing. Um, it was great. It was great. I laughed and cried three times. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> uh, and other than that, I don't nothing. Nothing else. 
is anything else cool cool i see people asking questions in the discord so if you want to ask questions in there or whatever i will try to get through them um you know if you're curious about anything or speculation or anything i know we got blood origin coming up at the end of this year so uh I'm sure that'll start ramping up as far as talks uh, when we get a bit closer to that. I hear they've um, uh, reduced the number of episodes, which I hope doesn't mean that the show is going to be terrible. I hope what that means is they got rid of the kind of middling stuff and they left the really filler. good stuff. They left out the filler. They got rid of yeah some of the filler. And so instead of like, I think it was eight, they're down to six or something like that. So instead of getting like eight episodes and some of them feel just kind of drawn out and too long that we end up with just like six awesome episodes. I hope that's what that means. I know they're like generally really long. It's like, so mm-hmm. I know like even, even with like six episodes, it's still like, like eight because of how long, because they're normally what hour plus yeah. generally or yeah, around that right. mark. So, and of course with no commercials. So like, right. It's each one it's feels like a good. little movie. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a good chunk there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, unless they're like super long, I mean, <laughs> I watched the premiere of House of Dragons. That yeah. episode was nearly two hours long. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "What the hell?" Do you yeah. Well, it's a it's a premiere just... episode. I think they're also they're also trying to make up for the negative sentiment of the end of Game of Thrones in the last two seasons of that. So, um, oh, man, yeah, they're having to, they're fighting uphill on that one. But I saw that too. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh yeah, I thought it was gruesome. Yeah. Gruesome. yeah but that's i mean that's typical of the whole game of thrones thing right but like, like that was like i didn't have to cover my eyes during any part of game of thrones like like that, that whole that episode i was like the whole the pregnancy thing yeah that was yeah. i don't know man i've been i've i've witnessed to the birth of two of my children firsthand and i don't know i think after you go through that it's kind of like yeah okay i mean it definitely made me go Ugh, but I've kind of been there. Yeah, it was just, it was just, it was just, yeah. Maybe it's just the vibe of it. Maybe it was yeah. just the vibe. Oh, it was more. dark. It was dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'd love to hear what you think about any of this stuff. Come join us on the discord. We'd love to chat with you guys. Um, also come join me on my Twitch channel. I'm streaming almost every day. I'm streaming as often as I can. The regular times are, the, the ones that I'm definitely sticking to, if you want to make sure you can catch a stream, are in the afternoons on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So that's like 1 or 2 p.m. I start Eastern time, my time. So it might be right around lunch for you. Um, so come come hang out with me for that. You can always join us for the live shows, which are usually on Monday nights. Uh, I'll be streaming on other evening nights as well. Um, but I just, you know, I want to I want to get to know you guys. I, I, this is a thing. I think this is a good location to have a central point for us all to get together and chat and hang out. So, um, so come hang out. It, it'll be lots of fun. All right. That's what we got for this week, guys. Until next week. Stay safe on the path. We'll see you guys later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to The Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.